Killcast. We are the number one K-pop podcast on the planet. I am Patrick, and with me is Ariana. Hey, how's it going? So, uh, tonight's episode is going to be a little bit different than episode one. We're still going to be doing news and uh, talking about our songs of the week, upcoming comebacks, but we're also going to do a thing called a showcase episode where we're going to talk about one group uh, t- uh, extensively. Maybe not too extensively, but at least dedicate some time to them, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, so we should probably address the elephant in the room, which is the, uh, whole situation with Top. Yep. Um, so that story got dark really quick. Really, really quick. Yeah. Um, so he was kicked out of the military for, um, having smoked pot with, uh, someone who, uh, is a trainee. This is when it was still funny. Yeah, it was, it was funny, and we were laughing on our last episode because, like, I guess we didn't realize the gravity of the situation of, of how like big of a deal it is in South Korea. It's uh, a big deal. Well, um, it's not even that so much as it's just what happened next. Well, is... yeah, what happened next. But, I mean, what happened next was because of how big of a deal it is there. Yeah. It's related. Oh. Uh, so, anyway, he got kicked out of the military. He, netizens were making horrible comments. Uh, fucking netizens. Um, and he, uh, overdosed on benzos and wine, I Yeah, believe. uh, alcohol mixture with, um, muscle relaxing anxiety pills, which is a, a very deadly combination. Yes. Uh, thankfully he is, uh, physically okay. I mean, yeah. he was comatose for a few days, but... He's, he's getting, a psychiatric help. Yeah, so, uh, um, all the best wishes yeah. to Top. That really sucks that, like... That kind of societal pressure kind of pushed him to that. I mean, he yeah. was already kind of, like, not an emotionally stable person, but then, like, you know, just this whole hodgepodge of bullshit that was just kind of thrown onto his shoulders, you know, right after um, made things significantly worse. And, yeah, hopefully this may, you know, bring some awareness to, to marijuana and how it should be treated over there. Which is not the way that it has been treated. No. Nobody should get this much shit for smoking pot, uh, ever. Yeah, and, like, even even after the suicide attempt, people, you know, on the internet were saying, like, you know, just... Just, like, get well and serve your punishment. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're um, a bad influence to children and stuff. It's just, like, leave the fucking guy alone. Yeah, um, it's pretty fucking lousy, and I think it, it wouldn't really be super appropriate to dwell on it too much, just, you know, hopefully, uh... I hope he gets the help yeah, he needs. definitely. So let's get into, uh, some more, uh, news that's a little more lighthearted, and, uh, and that's about, as we were always saying before in the first episode, and as we were saying a minute ago, how netizens are shit. Um, Soon Gim, is that how I pronounce his name? Sun Gim? Uh, the, the, uh... The dude from Super Junior. 
Oh, Sungmin. Uh, so uh, Sungmin is uh, in hot water with netizens right now because he is married. God and damn him for finding love and getting married. He's going to be uh, promoting with Super Junior when they do their comeback later this year, and there has been uh, a huge backlash with um, fans because of the fact that he's not single anymore, and I guess it kind of breaks that... Uh, that um, no suspension clause. of that suspension of disbelief that uh, these people belong to you, I guess. Yeah, that that he will one day date a fan. Yeah, um, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> so, uh, well, like this this is the thing. This this goes along with the top thing too. Like, like Sung Min got married. Like that's it. That's not a bad thing. Getting married is not a bad thing. It's it's a pretty cool thing. Um, but the uh other guy in the group um what's his name shit dong <laughs> shit dong um is was like uh in trouble for saying that with that women aren't allowed to be fat but men are yeah and like he, he did not get as much backlash for that like that is a much worse thing to do than get married to me and uh in in the same light like top is in trouble for smoking pot and his uh bandmate is is a horrible, a selfish lover. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that Sungri, uh, later on because it's my favorite in, story. In my ever. opinion, Sungri fucked up way more than Top. Top didn't do anything wrong, but Sungri definitely did. Sungri didn't do anything wrong, but we'll get into that. No, he, later. he did. Like that's that's much worse. I mean, but it has nothing to do with his musical career. None of this has anything to do with anyone's musical career. So. Um, yeah, that's, it's fucking stupid to get mad at somebody for getting married. Like, these people are are almost in their 30s. Like, they're not going to be single forever. And, like, it kind of goes along with, like, the whole weird, like, obsession with, like, these people outside of their music is that, like, you have this, this like, fans have this idea that, like, they're obligated to do whatever they wish, which is really dumb. Um, Yeah. Yeah, mo- that's a stupid thing to get upset about. There's yeah, funny like, fans have like a weird sense of ownership over their idols. Mo- and it's funny because Super Junior is a group that is filled with shitty people, yeah. and like getting married is one of like the lesser things one of them has done. Absolutely. So uh, one of them's on on hiatus because he has like fucking forty DUIs or something. Uh, anyway, so moving on to more boy groups doing really fucking stupid things. We're gonna talk about Jackson and his dumb hairstyle. <laughs> So Jackson from... Once again, another K-pop star got a, uh... Dreadlocks. So, here's a note. Dreadlocks are never a good idea. No. Um, Not unless you're black. If you're black, that's totally fine. If... Ask yourself a question. Am I black? And if you answer yes, double check and make sure that you actually are black and not just Zico thinking you are black. And if the answer is no, then no. Don't get dreadlocks. Zico's one wish in the world. That hairstyle does not work on, uh... Koreans or anyone who is not of African descent, and it's not going to work on Jackson, which people weren't necessarily super pissed off about. Um, I mean, they were irked by it, but it's his response that really kind of uh, yeah, he sort of sent over everybody over. Um, his response to people saying, hey, man, maybe it's not cool that you get dreadlocks. Uh, Jackson is part of a group called Got7, which I've never even fucking heard of, but... They're, I guess he's a big deal. They're, well, they're not, like, doing so hot lately, so... I don't listen to boy groups, so... Well, I, I am the, um, You're the boy group correspondent. I am the boy group correspondent, and Got Seven's not that great. Sorry. So, um, anyway, his response to people, uh, calmly telling him, Hey, man, maybe it's not 
maybe it's a little problematic that you have that hairstyle is lol that's ridiculous which is not something to say to your fans no um uh he also wrote i don't think i am the only one doing this and if people are going to point fingers at this so be it haters gone hate I have all my respect and love for all race, but if you think this whole thing is disrespecting or mocking race, I'm really sorry, but you are on the wrong page. I made this decision because I was too in love with the culture, no matter if it's music-wise, people, background, or anything, and I truly respect it with my heart. Okay. Um. So I listen to almost exclusively hip-hop. That does not mean I get to say the N-word. Nope. No. Okay? So because you love a culture does not necessarily mean that you can emulate certain things about it yeah i love japanese history i'm not gonna walk around in like full samurai garb you know exactly pretending i'm the shogun assassin uh so what do you what do you think of uh what do you uh, think of this I think that's horrible i don't think that anyone should have dreadlocks unless they're black there's that that's you know that's the end of it like don't do it yeah like, just don't the, the this hairstyles and you know cultural fashion it's a, it's something that black people get a lot of shit for, but when someone else does it because they're not black, it's it's considered attractive. Like it's not. It's the same thing with white girls wearing like Indian headdresses. I yeah. mean, like it's don't just fucking don't. Like you. Kn- that's like that's like a, a dress of and, honor in those cultures. And if you're a dumb white girl whose ancestors killed uh, Native Americans, and, you can't do that. And if you're so in love with, like, hip-hop culture and black culture in general, you'll know why that's not a good idea. Also, it looks bad. Yeah, and it if looks you're, bad. If you're black and you have dreadlocks, they're not dirty. You can shampoo your hair because your hair is a texture that can hold dreadlocks. If you're not black, then your dreadlocks are disgusting because you can't wash them. Yeah. Because your hair is not the type of texture that's able to hold dreadlocks. It's... And that's where the whole dreadlocks are disgusting thing comes from, where black people are, you know, thought to be gross for having dreadlocks. It's because of uh, other reasons. It's because white people are gross when they have dreadlocks. Exactly. Um, so, uh, just right off the bat, I should mention that this is also for a Pepsi ad, which Pepsi's really just batting a thousand this year with <laughs> their ads. Pepsi's just <laughs> killing it. Because um, we all remember the Kendall Jenner uh Man. yeah okay so point being if you're not black don't get dreadlocks uh if you're not native american don't wear a headdress just don't just don't <laughs> you know it's a bad idea these people these people are not fucking children don't give them credit because like they're from another country yeah, they're familiar you... enough with the culture that they shouldn't be doing this yeah shit. exactly if you if you're familiar <laughs> with hip-hop you know that it's not okay and when somebody educates you somebody decides to politely educate you about why that's a bad thing don't respond with haters are gonna hate <laughs> so that's the real big bad thing about this yeah. is the fact that he's just like oh well y'all are just jealous and it's like come on dude seriously you're just jealous of my uh, awful-looking hairstyle. Um, it's a good thing that girl groups never do racist shit like that. Oh, of course not. <laughs> never, ever seen anything like that. Not Jimin, or... Or EL, or Taeyeon, or uh, Mamamoo. <laughs> I want to talk about the Mamamoo things when we get to their comeback, because it's the only thing I know about that group is that they make a lot of very poor decisions racially. Um, there's a, There's been a lot of uh, dreadlocks in Do you want to... Do you want to do a mini-review of the new G-Dragon album? Since yeah. Since that just came out and pretty much blew up all the charts? Yeah, um, it's 
uh, pretty incredible. Um, yeah, it's it's blowing up all the charts. Like it's number one on iTunes, like within hours. in America. Too. In America, yeah. And uh, so the title track was going to be um, the like sort of hard rap song named Bullshit. But because of, uh, like, Top's condition, he decided to go with the ballad, which is called Untitled 2014, um, as the title track, um, which I actually agree with that choice, because that is a really good song. It's a, uh, Bullshit's kind of a very silly song, too. Yeah, the, uh, the Especially if you are... read the English lyrics. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, like, the uh, the lyrics for Untitled 2014 are very well thought out, poetic, you know, they evoke emotion. It sounds like a, he was hitting autofill while sending a text message. Yeah, like the thing on Facebook where they're like, press the middle button and it'll spell a sentence. It's pretty much like that. And, you know, it's it, he says, who let the dogs out? Uh, what, it's still a good song, but, I mean, like, the know, title track needs to be Untitled 2014. I know we joke that K-pop can feel very dated sometimes, but that was really, uh... Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Um, uh, Untitled 2014, the uh, music video is also really awesome. It was recorded in, like, an hour, um, even though they had put aside, like, three days for recording, just because, like, uh, G-Dragon just got the emotions just perfectly uh, the first time around. And it's just sort of him with, like, an empty background, and, like, the the sky is, like, changing colors, and it's really beautiful and really emotional, and, uh, I just, I just have to say, like... pretty cool. Everybody likes a short work day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that G-Dragon, just, you know, Korea's biggest rapper, putting a fucking ballad right in the middle of his new album, and As the title track, As the title track, like, what a fucking man. Um, like, that is awesome. And as Ariana mentioned before, I mean, this album was an instant hit. Um, it is really good. Like, every, it, every song it did an all-kill, which is what our name is based on, which means that there are seven major charts, uh, music charts in Korea, and it number one every one of them um, right away, including iTunes America, which is, yeah. like we were saying, that's a pretty fucking big deal for a K-pop act. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, it's it's awesome. You should listen to it. Everyone should listen to it. In fact, it is so good that it made one woman go crazy. Yep. Uh, during a performance a of... Very, a very obviously drunk woman. Uh, during... I don't really want to laugh about this because you, you shouldn't grab people. <laughs> yeah, it's he handled it like a pro, though. Yeah, he did. There's videos available of this all over, but during a performance in Seoul, um, a woman ran on stage and just latched onto him in an embrace and he just kept going while yeah. security had to pull her off like an angry cat. <laughs> he sort of like, he sort of did a roll at the end where he just sort of like rolled out of her grasp. Yeah. It was pretty graceful. A jujitsu um, technique, I believe. Yeah. It's not okay to grab people. Um, it's Re- not cute or funny. Respect, respect your idol's personal space. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, unless they, you know, grab you first. Then, do you- then I guess it's okay. <laughs> Or kick a balloon in or your face. Or it's not okay to grab people who don't want to be grabbed? I guess. I mean, like... Idols if, can't just go around grabbing people either. If one of the girls from Sistar was like, hey, can I give you a hug? I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, she's asking you and you're consenting, I'm but... fine if she just didn't ask either. I mean, that's cool, too. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. G-Dragon was not consenting to that embrace, and if you're not consenting to an embrace, you shouldn't be embraced. Do you want to talk about uh, consent a little bit more with this next story? All right. So, uh, Ui, 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 Ui of a uh, former uh, after-school member, 
has dodged working with uh, Park Shi Hu, who got in trouble for uh, being a rapist. Um, oh, like raping, raping who? Uh, he was accused of sexual assault by multiple people. Anyway, um, so he, uh, Yui was uh, set up to star in a KBS drama with him uh, that she actually made the final decision to turn down, which was probably a very, 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 very good idea. Yeah. Um, How was this, this guy not in jail? I Because I'm assuming it wasn't proven, but uh, he, yeah, he got in quite a bit of hot water for being a scumbag. Um which is funny because, like, one of the girls from uh, Girls' Generation was in a show with him and nobody seemed to care for some reason. Um, but that's because uh, SM Entertainment just doesn't seem to give a shit about any other people. So Park Shi who is upset that people haven't forgotten about the whole rape thing. It's not really something you just forget about. So she made the final decision not to star in the drama. She wouldn't say exactly why, just that she has decided not to. I mean, it's, you know, Fair obvious. Enough. This chick has actually been making a lot of really, really good decisions lately, like leaving after school and not hanging out with that dude on TV. Uh, There's really not much more to that story. Just, uh, man, they really chose the creepiest picture of this guy for that article. That's just what his face looks like? Yeah. um, Just a creep. He is, uh, I don't really know much about him outside of the accusations, and yeah, he's seems like a shithead. Uh, I, I wish people would stop hiring him. Yeah, they really should. Um, so, uh, moving on, I guess that really kind of just does it for news this week. I mean, the the whole uh, top situation is kind of what mostly took over. Uh, what kind of took over the news this week in terms yeah. of uh, stuff going on in K-pop? Uh, we do have a few comebacks coming up. Uh, Blackpink will be returning this month with a new album. In fact, uh, people have been seeing small. Uh, production stills uh from their new music video which is cool actually i don't think it's an album i believe it's actually just a one song mm-hmm. which kind of sucks but whatever that's typical yg just kind of releasing like one song at a time um pentagon which i didn't know still existed have they have a teaser out for their new album yeah i thought like two people left i yeah i they're kind of just like cube entertainment's only other thing aside from uh Hiyuna. um and then Mamamoo, which, uh, speaking of Jackson's whole debacle earlier, is kind of famous for making really poor racial decisions. Uh, they got into, they're making a comeback um, uh, on the 22nd with their new single, Purple. Uh, would you like to know the things that Mamamoo have gotten in trouble for? Let's go through them. Okay, well, there's two in particular that stick out. The first one being... Uh, one member of the group, whose name I don't remember at the moment, decided to do a, co- a cover of the Beyonce song uh, Irreplaceable, which isn't a big deal, right? Well, problem is, is that she decided uh, that she was gonna... Words. Well, certain words that weren't in the original song. <laughs> she decided to ad-lib the N-word mm-hmm. into it, which, if you've ever heard the Beyonce single, Irreplaceable, the N-word is not anywhere in that song. So, she didn't just replicate it, she added it. Uh, the second thing that uh, they got in the hot water with was they decided to do a cover of uh, Bruno Mars's Uptown Funk in complete blackface. That's that's something that Korea still does. Look, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. These people are not babies. 
people because no. they are from a different country does not excuse them doing shit like this. No. Um, especially when you are that familiar with hip hop in general or, you know, American culture and you are actively trying to cater to an American audience, you shouldn't do stuff like uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm showing Ariana a photo of right now. I, I mean, I already know the photo. <laughs> so. Um, it's, uh, it's bad. So, as we mentioned before, the simple questionnaire about whether or not you should get dreadlocks. Should you do blackface? No. The answer is always no. No. There's no circumstance where that is okay. Nope. I, I just remember um, watching uh, Running Man for the first time, and I just picked a random episode, and just lo and behold, there's someone dressed as Nick Fury with full-on blackface. Uh, like, you can dress as Nick Fury. That's fine. You don't need to darken your skin to do it. There was also the whole thing with Wendy uh, doing an impression of a black girl on uh, on the radio. Wendy, member of Red Velvet, who is from Canada, by the way. So she doesn't even have the excuse of being a foreigner. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Mamamoo, funded by the Ku Klux Klan, will be making a return on the 22nd. Um, so what's your song of the week? Uh, my song of the week is uh, Untitled 2014. I think, I, I think that's uh, pretty clear. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I already talked about it for, like, five minutes earlier, so... Uh, I'm kind of in love with Priston. I don't get that. Uh, their song Wee Woo, which, uh, admittedly is not my favorite by them. My favorite song by them is Black Widow, but, uh, it's very catchy. It's a very fun little song. The video is very cool. Uh, it gets kind of, like, creepy and sort of, uh, ghosty towards the end, which I really like. Um, it's not very unique in any, like... It's not really unique at all. It's just kind of like, it's an all vocal track. There's no rap in it, which uh, kind of bothers me. I think it probably wasn't a smart move to make it their debut track, but I mean... You're saying this is your favorite song of the week and you're just talking shit about it. Yeah, because I've been listening to it nonstop. That's why it's my favorite song of the week. But I still like it a lot, you know? I think that they're um, very talented and I think they're going to end up producing some really good stuff in the future. I, I haven't really seen the uh, appeal of Kristen yet. I like that girl's lisp a lot. Okay. Zeon. Princess Zion. Okay. I think it's very cute. It's kind of another thing that I like about them. Um, that's the group with the girl that people were talking shit about for being fat, which is not cool. Who is not fat. Who's not fat. <laughs> None of the people who are called, except for... Uh, Shindong. <laughs> Shindong. Shindong's a fat piece of shit. So. He is a piece of shit. Um, anyway, uh, so that wraps up the normal portion of our show. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back with our showcase portion on the greatest group in existence. No bias. No bias. Crayon Pop. excited to talk about crayon pop uh-huh. okay so <laughs> crayon pop uh was a what well, i actually had a happily not saying was because they decided that they're going to stick together 
Uh, they almost broke up this year for uh, very tragic circumstances that we'll talk about later. Um, four of them will stick together. One of them, unfortunately, had to leave. But um, Crayon Pop is a group that was formed by Chrome Entertainment in 2012. Uh, initially, the group was five members. Uh, Gumi, Ellen, Choa, Seol, and some other girl who actually dropped out right before they... Uh, Right before they came out with their first video, and was replaced by Choa's twin sister Wei. Um, like that, like that first drummer from the Beatles. Yeah, she just uh, she just decided. There's actually there is a secret sixth member of Crayon Pop though, mm-hmm. and it's a girl in Japan named Sungia or something. I think her name is. Um, she only ever promotes in the Japanese market though. Um, so meaning like she's only ever with the group in Japan. Uh, she's not featured on any of their singles though. Which I think is kind of a weird choice, but whatever. So she's just, like, a live member? Yeah, she's, like, there when they're in a different country. So we should talk about what makes Crayon Pop so special before we really jump into their uh, discography. Mm -hmm. So they are a band that kind of... You know, I wouldn't really say they did it their way, because I'm sure that this wasn't the most comfortable way to do it, but they pretty much started from the bottom. And they worked their way into... It's a really inspiring story, and, like, they worked really hard. Yeah. Um, their first album bombed. Like, they were they were all living together in, like, a one-bedroom apartment, pretty much. Yeah, kind of just, like, an apartment the size of, like, our living room. Yeah. Basically. Like, um, and their first album bombed, and so, like, instead of, like, disbanding and, you know, calling it quits like like anyone else would do, they took it to the streets. Yeah. So, they... Their concept is a little strange. Like, they wore, like, tracksuits and, like, like schoolgirl uniforms, but not in, like, a sexy way. Yeah, they wore they, them in, like, a... They were specifically uh, scouted, like, to As be being normal. Normal. Like, they couldn't be over, like, five foot four, I think. And, like, they, they couldn't be, like... They couldn't have a sexy look to them. Like, they had to be cute. Right. And they dre- their whole thing is, like, they dress modestly... And there's, there's not any sex appeal. A lot of their choreography and a lot of their songs are really heavily inspired by, like, uh, Saint uh, Sentai and, like, stuff like that. Like, Power Rangers, kind yeah. of, like, Sailor Moon, like, anime and stuff like that. And, like, their their music is very, like, it's a very action-y kind of music where they're basically commanding you to do shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Crayon Pop kind of didn't, their concept didn't really bode too well with, um people with like music shows so they didn't really get a lot of invites so they got very little exposure however what ended up happening was because they took to doing guerrilla performances on the street they gained a huge fan base because of it yeah so they would have and if you watch any live performances like they're just like they have a large group of men that follow them around in tracksuits and blonde wigs and just scream yeah, they have a cheerleading squad. Yeah, and like of all like full grown men with really deep voices, which is a very, a very funny contrast to like these little young, these little tiny girls dancing. There's a joke that they're a gang, like Crayon Pop is just a front for like a an Ilgen gang. Is which, it a joke though? I don't know. I don't know because they have these full grown men like in track suits carrying around boom boxes they're car- and like yeah. holding banners and shit. Yeah, they're so. like holding signs and stuff, like walking down the street. Like they, they seem like a gang. I, I, I'm frightened of them. You know, I think the reason why, like, um, I think the reason why they have like such a large fan base like that is just because, like, 
I think it's just because they're not very flowery. Yeah. Like, a lot of girl groups, like, they're very, like, in-your-face, sort of, like... Modest, action-y. Yeah. Like, not... They don't... They don't rely on sex appeal. If you watch any of their live performance... And you can see... There's hundreds of their live performances on YouTube, and, like, they're just, like... Like, there's the fan chants and stuff that they have are just almost overshadow the actual music. Yeah. They're like, that big. It's it's just so inspiring, and, like, their, their music is so happy, and the dances are fun, and all of their outfits are just so bright and cool, and, like, there's there's one... Their, their one uh, outfits I, I love the most are, like, a tutu jumpsuit sort of thing with helmets. Which is their famous outfit from their big, big, big bar, bar, single bar, bar, bar. Um, um, I just I just like that they kind of just grew organically. Like, they didn't do well, and then they took to the streets and, and got, like, a cult following, and, like, that's what brought them up. I would lose my shit if we were just like walking around Seoul and just this huge crowd of people in tracksuits just show up in the white the white crayon pop van yeah they jump up. out of a van and just bam and boom they put their boom box down they start the music and they just go for it and they still do that even though like you know they got pretty big even even when, after Bar 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 when they became like an international success because they ended up touring with Lady Gaga yeah um the, every song they did afterwards was still premiered on the streets like they never really forgot where they came from even as which is just so they got more successful they eventually moved out of the one bedroom you know the one room bungalow into a pretty nice apartment in seoul and but they still kind of never dropped that sort of organic like gorilla uh grassroots grassroots sort of like uh performance style that they always had um so Crayon Pop really blew up with Bar Bar Bar. That's their most popular song uh, to date, even. That was in 2013. Uh, the dance is kind of strange. It's kind of jumping up and down in sequence like a car engine. Like pistons. Yeah, like pistons. It's You should absolutely listen to it, because I wasn't really into K-pop when you started to listen to K-pop, but if you would have shown me, like... That if you had shown me that video, I would have instantly been into it. Yeah, like Crayon Pop is so happy and cool, and like you, no matter how bad of a day you're having, you can listen to them or watch one of their videos and just forget about it for a little while. And because everything's good in the world when Crayon Pop is around. And even when like Bar 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 like comes up on my my uh, on my playlist, like it's one song that I will not skip until it's complete. Yeah, it's one of those songs that you just can't skip. Ever. Yeah, um, they have a. Uh, they also ended up releasing a Christmas single called Lonely Christmas, which is also a pretty catchy song. I've only listened to it a handful of times, but it did actually make it to number one on the uh, social chart for four weeks in a row, which is pretty cool. Um, they toured with Lady Gaga, which is really fucking awesome, um, in Canada and the United States. So that means if we would have gone to see Lady Gaga, we probably potentially could have seen Crayon Pop, which would have ruled. Uh, their that second. Their sixth single called Ui, which uh, looks really complicated, um, was uh, actually really. Uh, that's actually my favorite song. By that's them. your favorite song by them. It's a. It's kind of has like a very like electronic feel to it. It's also another like commanding you to do shit dance. Yeah, and in the their chicken dance. In their music video, they start like like they're making intimidating gestures as well. Yeah. Um, I know they they are aware of their uh, of their legendary. Uh, 
yeah. supposed gang that they're in. Yeah, they have to be aware of that like, name. Like, those videos of fans asking... asking Way to punch yeah. them. <laughs> There's one where, like, a guy was, like, uh, like just playfully teasing her as she was getting out of a car, and she just runs up and punches him <laughs> in the arm, which is really awesome. Uh, there's another one during a fan meet where a guy just kind of, like, nudges his shoulder near her, and she just decks him right on the arm. It's incredible. Yeah, Way is fucking awesome. The twins are kind of, like, the big highlight of Crayon Pop. There's these two twin sisters in it, Way and Showa, and, like, they're... Well, they're rambunctious, to say the least. Like, they're very... Each of the members have, like, a very, like bubbly personality but Wei and Choa are very like kind of like you could tell they're sort of the alphas of that gang they're intimidating they're intimidating um there's a story that Wei told that uh, a girl stole uh uh stole her friend's boyfriend and she went and confronted her with a bunch of her friends and beat the girl's ass in high school <laughs> um which is pretty fucking dope uh, I guess <laughs> I guess I mean like come on <laughs> um so, unfortunately, promotions for Ui had to end because of the incident, the Sawol incident, um, which kind of sort of made it drop off the charts. Um, their last big single that was released recent, uh, fairly recently uh, was Dadoomchit, which is actually kind of inspired by a weird, like, emoji that I think yeah. is supposed to be pretty popular. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I believe that it didn't really have as much pull in south america or not south america <laughs> it's south korea's bar 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 did it still got a lot of promotion it won a few awards um now this is where things get kind of bad uh and by you're gonna laugh when you figure out what i mean by bad um so uh promotions for evolution pop volume one which uh was their first like main like full album um sort of kind of dwindled because Soyul, uh, the Makni of the group, uh, decided to leave promotions for the album because she was suffering from panic disorder. Which could be true. Which could be true, especially considering what happened. Um, turns out... <laughs> You're acting like it's some horrible tragedy. <laughs> well, <laughs> so it turns out Soyul, um, had been secretly dating Moon Hee Jun of, uh, Hot, who is 14 years her senior... Um, he is homely. Yeah, he's very wealthy. I'll he's just very, put it like that. He's, he's probably a really nice guy. He's very wealthy. He might. He's probably has a good sense of humor. There's a lot of sex positions where you can face away from your partner and just think about their money instead of their face. Um, Not to say that she's, you know, a gold no. I'm sure she. I'm sure she isn't. Just anyway. So it turns out Seal was actually maybe he has a really big dick. Probably not. He has a rat tail haircut now. Like, can you pull today. off? Can you pull off a rat tail if you don't have a big dick, though? No, you can't pull off a rat tail no matter what. You could look like, uh, like Dark Knight Christian Bale and not, and have a rat tail, and you'd still look like shit. No. Anyway, so Frogman uh, turns out he impregnated Sayul um, with his tadpole, uh-huh. and she gave birth uh, in May. No, I'm sorry, Mar- or May 8th. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's the that's the wrong date, too. She gave birth in March. They were married in February. Um, so that panic disorder came from that. 
Uh, this initially spelled the end of Crayon Pop. Like it's like that. It's like that part of the fly where like the like the woman realizes that she's been impregnated by someone who's part bug, and then she has the nightmare that she gives birth to larva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this kind of spelled the end of Crayon Pop, which luckily that did not end up being the case. However, Sayul, because of her new obligations as a wife and mother, would no longer be with the group. Uh, Gumi? That's so weird, like, Ellen? It's so weird that, like, people quit their musical, like, like, work when they just get married, like... Well, I mean, it may not... She may not stay, like, out of the bed. She might come back when the kid's older. I don't know. I mean, like, I just imagine having a newborn is probably gonna take up a lot of your time. But, like, with, with, like, Super Junior, too, it's like, you're musical life is over when you have a kid. Right. Why? Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Sayul has withdrawn from the group in order to focus on her family. However, the the other four members have decided to, have decided to sign a non-exclusive contract with Chrome Entertainment to still promote as Crayon Pop. Now, that is, however, only as Crayon Pop. Their solo careers, whether it be acting and stage, uh, anything else will be done through other agencies. However, Crayon Pop, as of right now, still exist, which is a plus. Yeah. Um, this news broke right about the time that Sistar was doing their final promotion, so it's kind of made me feel a little bit better. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that really kind of, that's kind of just the uh, the sort of a small summary of Crayon Pop. It's not a very good summary because they've had a pretty storied history, and I, I there's... They have a reality show that's all subtitled, too, on YouTube called Crayon Pop TV, which I highly recommend watching. Um, it sort of documents everything from the, pretty much from the beginning, uh, when they first uh, signed in 2012, um, kind of through, like, their initial, like, major success, which is really cool. So you kind of get to see what life with Crayon Pop was like at this time. And like we said, I mean, it was rough. Yeah. They had a rough indeed. go of it, and, you know... Um, it's like you said it's an inspirational story it's a it's it's about perseverance and kind of pursuing your dreams even when like what happened to that what happened to them in terms of like their you know initial reception would have killed any other group but they said fuck it we're gonna keep going my dream that i'm not gonna give up on is to be one of those guys that follows them around with the tracksuits yeah eventually when they come back we'll just have to go to south korea yeah just follow them around with tracksuits on (laughs) Um, I would say that Crayon Pop, probably in terms of K-pop, is my favorite group. Um, I wouldn't say they're my favorite group musically. I wouldn't even say they're one of my favorite groups musically in K-pop, but I think overall for, like, what they are, I admire them the most. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, all of their music's enjoyable to listen to. It all has, like, an electronic pop sort of disco-y song, or, like, sound to it. Um... Yeah, it's always fun and cheerful. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Um, But yes, I highly recommend Crayon Pop. Uh, There is a subunit called Strawberry Milk, which is of the twins. They only ever ever really had, like, two songs, though, Um, which is fine. I mean, I'm not really too into it, but whatever. Uh, So, what what are your final thoughts on Crayon Pop? Uh, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty awesome. They're they're totally unique. Like there's no, there's nothing like Crown Pop in the world. Yeah. Um. So yes, we definitely recommend uh, looking them up if you haven't heard of them or if you're not super familiar with their work. 
Um, definitely watch the live gorilla performances because they're awesome too. Like, especially with those fan chants. Like I've never seen like any group have that devoted of a fan base before. Um, so yeah, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. I think so. Yeah. It's not really much more to talk about. Um, we'll be back next week, of course, uh, probably with just some news if anything really interesting happens. There's always uh, something happening. Yeah, there's always something happening. I'm not really even sure what we're going to cover next week. So yeah, that does it. Good night. Good night.